Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Heavenly Father, we ask for your strong presence in this sanctuary. We ask, everlasting Father, that you stretch forth your hands. You will touch us tonight. May it not be a normal assembly. Let it be an assembly where we find true repentance. An assembly where we find true transformation. Let it be a gathering we live imparted with everlasting change. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you've accomplished this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Please do have your seats. The Lord bless you. Amen. So, the topic is the pride of a novice. The pride of a novice. And straight out we realize that the pride of a novice causes them to fall into diverse um, issues and to have a certain outlook. For example, the pride of a novice overconfidence. You just came the other day, but confidence yako iko you. You know, iko you. And no attempt to just tell you, brothers, just walk on the ground. You know, come down. Don't walk. You are walking in the clouds. You know, walk on the ground. There's the ground where you are meant to walk. But a novice is overconfident. So I can do it. You know, it's easy to think you can beat a professional boxer. It's so easy. You know, it's so easy to think that 
you can replace mercy. If they put you there, you can do better. You know, once you start thinking like that, we know that the reason you are having those thoughts is because you are a novice. Did you understand? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can fetch a scripture that just came to my mind. It will, it will do for... What I'm there is a story in First Kings chapter twenty. <laughs> Let's see what an experienced king told a novice. <laughs> First Kings twenty. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together, and there were thirty and two kings with him. So he had um, thirty-two kings that were with him, and his name is what? Ben-Hadad, all right? Verse 2, and he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel into the city and said unto him, Thus saith Ben-Hadad. You see, when novices are announcing themselves, like they believe in themselves, there are two kings here. One is called Ben-Hadad. The other is called Ahab. Take note. Ben-Hadad has now 32 kings with him. So he sends a message to Ahab. And he says, Thus saith Ben-Hadad, Thy silver and thy gold is mine, and thy wives also, and thy children, even the goodliest are mine. <laughs> oh man. I, 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 the Holy Spirit needed me to fetch this scripture. <laughs> you get a point now. The guy has 32 kings with him. So he sends a message to Ahab Your silver is mine. Who is there? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you? I mean, please, allow us to see the scripture well. (laughs) Thy gold is mine, thy wives also, and thy children, even the goodliest are mine. (laughs) This one is not Mamboni Matatu. This one is more than Matatu. Silver, gold, wives, children, even the good less, ni tano, mambo ni tano. <laughs> oh man. Verse 4. And the king of Israel answered and said, 
my Lord, O King, according to thy saying, I am thine, and all that I have. No problem. Hmm? No problem. Hmm? No problem at all. All that, since I belong to you, all that I have is yours. Hmm. It's going to change. I, is it when people, is, we are in the pride of a novice, strife. When people want to start strife, you see that the starter of strife is a novice. Let's go. And the messengers came again and said, That speaketh Ben Hadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children. Yet, I will send my servants to thee tomorrow about this time. And they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants. And it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes, they shall put it in their hand and take it away. So, when he sent the message to Ahab, Ahab said, no problem. King, whatever I have is yours. I mean, I'm yours. Whatever I have is yours. Then the guy said, ah, you see, like the conflict isn't coming. So, he's decided to change the plot. So he's telling the king that even though I told you that your children are mine, your wives are mine, your silver and your gold are mine, I think I'll do it differently. Tomorrow, I'm sending my servants. They will enter your house. Not just your house, the house of your princes, the house of your governors, your servants. They will enter any house they choose. If they find anything and they realize that that thing is pleasant to you, then they will take it. Do you understand? Verse 7. Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you, see how this man seeketh mischief. (laughs) See how this man is... Looking from Chokozi. <laughs> uh, the man is, I mean, then he said, He sent unto me for my wives and for my children and for my silver and for my gold. And I denied him not. I denied him not. Verse 8. And all the elders and all the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him nor consent. Don't listen to him. Don't even agree to the nonsense that he's saying. <laughs> there are some hard elders around him. Do you understand? Now, we're, we're talking about Ahab who is not a righteous king. Do you get it? Don't, don't, don't mistake it. He himself, he has issues with God. 
You get a point now. Then his elder says to him, that don't hearken unto him and do not consent to him. Verse 9. Wherefore he said unto the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king all that thou didst send for to thy servant at the first I will do. The first message you sent where you wanted my silver, my gold, my wives, my children, and the good layers. That one I will do. But this thing I may not do, which is now the second one where your servants are going to be all over the place taking whatever we find pleasant. Do you get it? Even if it's the chicken we find pleasant, that's the one they'll take. You, you understand? I can understand why he didn't have a problem with the first one. Yes, you can always acquire silver. You can always acquire gold. Do you get it? And maybe your wife is troublesome. So if somebody is coming for... <laughs> I can understand why the king agreed. You know, He said, this first one I will do. So it may be that the king plus all his other were having troublesome wives. So if they are going to go, and perhaps, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, that's how you study the Bible. Stop looking at me like that. Perhaps Ben-Hadad understood that mm, if this guy agrees so easily to let wives go, they may not be pleasant to them. You get a point now. I mean, why will a man just agree? Come and take my wife if that's what you want. The guy reason him. He reason him. He reason him. He reason him. He said, no, no, no. Then the wives are not the pleasant things. There must be some other pleasant things that I have not mentioned. So, he changed the plot. Forget the wives. <laughs> Forget the silver. Forget the gold. Now, when we come, we will be looking at you and see what is more pleasant to you. And that's the one we will take. So you can see it wasn't the gold. It wasn't the silver. It wasn't the wives. Hey, not even the wives. Not even the children. I think the children were stubborn so they can go. <laughs> so when I tell you last Sunday that we don't let go pleasant people you, you, you see, God is just confirming it again. Why would the king let a pleasant wife go? Do you understand? It is what is not pleasant that we let go. You get the point now? So the Ben-Hadad was like, nah. If these guys are willing to release these things quickly, let's change the plot. Now, whatever they find, you, you find pleasant. Do you get it? That's the one we'll take. So if it's the chicken, and we realize, hey, your heart is in the chicken. Charlie, the chicken is going to Ben Haddad. You get a point now. So the king now said to him, the first thing you ask for, that one I will do. But this other thing, I will not do. And the messengers departed and brought him word again. Let's flow. And Ben-Hadad sent unto him 
and said, The gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for handfuls for all the people that follow me. So Ben-Hadad is saying to King Ahab, tomorrow by this time, let the gods punish me. If the dust that remains in Samaria is even enough for the, my followers, it's like there will not be enough. Can, can you hear mighty words coming out? Verse 11. So, a novice has spoken. The dust of Samaria will not be enough for even my followers. Now, an experienced king is going to speak. So, the experienced king, being the king of Israel, answered and said, Tell him. Go and tell him. Let not him that getteth on his harness. Do you know what a harness is? It's like an armor. The one who puts on his harness boasts himself as he that putteth it off. So, you are now going into battle. So you put on your harness. Why are you shouting? But somebody who has come from the battle and putting off, he's talking of experience. He can boast. You are going. There is no guarantee that you are going to return. Give me that verse in um, the NLT. These days when I ask for NLT, it's like I'm asking for the impossible. Impossible? Okay. Ahab's reply reached Ben-Hadad. And, no, you, you are in 12, so I was in 11. The king of Israel sent back this answer. A warrior putting on his sword for battle should not what? Boast like a warrior who has already won. You see somebody in a marriage you have never married before. And then you are judging the marriage and you are saying that I could have been a better wife. I could have done, you see, you are just putting on your sword for battle. The person that has already won a husband and is in a marriage has a lot to boast about. And you see, some of you, the number of boyfriends you have handled in your short life should even humble you enough. I mean, as in, as in, if you are going to be a good wife material, let's start from the relationship being stable. If you're going to keep a stable 
marriage. Let's start from your relationship. I mean, you've been, you've been changing relationships like the rainbow colors. And you are the one that sits down and criticizes other people who have already won their battles. I don't know if you're understanding me. Yes. Some of you look at other people's children and call them bad children. Even even a, a, a grass cutter, you have not given birth to one before. To even guinea pig. You haven't even given birth to a guinea pig before. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You see, somebody has fought a battle. (laughs) Do Do you get it? Somebody has fought a battle. You, like Ahab is saying, you are just putting on your sword now for battle. It's so easy for so many people to think that, oh, they they can just get up one day and become fantastic prayer warriors who pray eight hours nonstop. You know, what he does is, you know, he's not, I mean, what's special about that? Until you you are standing by yourself and you realize you have prayed for 30 minutes. Some of you pray for 30 minutes and the thing looks like five hours. It's like the clock has conspired with the devil to torment you that you are not praying much. So, when some, like when I stand here and I lead you for hours in prayer, it's easy for you to stand as, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yes. Some of you, your overconfidence is your downfall. Do you understand? Instead of just celebrating somebody, all right, you cannot celebrate because you in yourself are far better. In yourself, you are far, far better. So Ahab is talking to a novice. Chale, you have just come. You know me, I have fought many battles. Do you understand? Yeah, I can boast. What is this boast you are talking about? The sand of Samaria will not be enough for your followers. I mean, what do what do mean? <laughs> so, Charlie, don't boast. A warrior putting on his sword for battle should not boast like a warrior who has already won. I listen to me. So when you see somebody in ministry, careful, you are just, or you were getting ready to go into ministry. Do you understand? And here you are, and you are making statements like Ben Haddad. There are some people who are failed shepherds, who believe that they can do the ministry and that my asking them to sit down is is nothing. Now, who is fighting that with you? 
I'm even wondering who is fighting me with you. Yeah. I mean, when have I ever stood here in the church and said to you that I am the way, the truth, and the life? (laughs) No man entered the ministry except by me. When have I ever told you that? I mean, when have I ever quoted a scripture like that? I've never. The only, you see, we, there's no problem in this church. Oh. That problem is in your mind. Yes. In my head and in the head of the pastors, it is resolved. It's a resolved issue. You see, the thing is that this church, this church has not existed before. Let me resolve the conflict in your mind. And that's how many people in the church are not thinking along that line. There's never been a love springs in this nation. There's been deliverance. Before deliverance came, there was never deliverance. Before another church came, there was never. Now, what distinguishes deliverance from any other church that existed before them? It was the model on which they built the church. So somebody prefers deliverance and they will never go to PCA or go to helicopter. You get the point now? Yes. So now, this church, if it will exist and then enlarge and be in several places, it has to be built in a particular way in which it is unique to other people. Now, that is what people resist, that our shepherds must be like this. Our pastors must be like this. Now, how can you resist the vision and then there is a manifestation? There can be none. So there is no conflict. At least now we have accepted, Charlie, we were trying to put a a square peg in a round hole. So Charlie, uh, to my watcher, eh, we have stopped. Isn't it? Yeah. So there's no conflict. Whatever conflict you have, you have it with yourself and God. (laughs) We used to force people to wear church t-shirt force now they they will wear is it KBL without any force we, we you see it's resolved in our minds I use KBL I use KBL I use, I, use K, I use KBL. You get the point now? Without anybody forcing anybody. You see? And so now, the vision, that's where Habakkuk comes in for the consolation of any pastor. The vision is yet for an appointed time. Yes. So there is no conflict. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, not some of you have housemates 
or you have attempted to have some. None of you prefer a house girl who is working for you and frowning. It's like on top of paying the person, you are a bother. Often, you quickly let them go. A lot of people come with that mentality to the church and expect that no, accept it. What is the problem with it? Accept it. Yet, they won't accept somebody who they pay or works for them with that attitude. So, you, you, when we used to have shepherds, you see a shepherd is in a service and has frowned. Frowned. <laughs> yeah. And you dare not talk about my frowning. You see, so no visits are full. You know, I, if I tell you the things, the, the people who are comfortably backsliding as field shepherds have said, oh, me, ministry is my do or die. Ministry is my, my, what, my life. If it's your life, your, that life has been taken, you are still surviving. Why are you breathing? You see, so novices are full of like vaunting words. And one of the things novices easily do is to bring about strife. So, Proverbs 13, which is our key text for that point. The verse 10. Only by pride cometh contention. Pride, NLT says, leads to conflict. (laughs) So if there is no pride, would it lead to conflict? No. Pride, any time you see conflict, there is a proud person in the midst of the conflict. Pride leads to conflict. Then he says, those who take advice are wise. Isn't it beautiful that wisdom is ascribed to the person who takes advice? (laughs) So the person who doesn't take advice is? now you can't say it I mean there's a statement there we are just giving the opposite of this those who take advice are wise good now we're going to introduce not not now those who don't take advice are it can't be those who don't take advice are wise do you get it because that wisdom is a sign of a wise person that you are able to take advice. Many of the conflict in the church that I, if you ask me, is just simply somebody who will not take advice. Oh yeah. You're being advised. Don't take it. And you see, he says this on the hill 
if, if, if you did English, if you did English, or you remember your mark in English, pride leads to conflict. Then, semicolon. Do you understand? Pride leads to what? So he's going to now explain further the first statement. So, if you are advising somebody, these two are sisters, these two are sisters, by five years difference, right? Five years difference? Six? Eight. Eight years difference. Ipo, you don't respect Daktari. She's not a small girl. Learn to respect Daktari. So, eight years difference. She's by far senior to the younger sister. You get the point now? So, watch this. How will the two of them have conflict? I'm explaining Proverbs 13, 10 to you. She has seen enough. I mean, I mean she's leading by eight years. Ah, she knows the type of boys not to date. She has been leading by what? Eight years. Leading in foolishness. She's been leading in what? Foolishness. She's been leading in deception. She's been leading in suffering by eight years. Anything good or bad, she's been leading in it. So, she feels responsible for her younger sister. If there's a day they'll have conflict, Proverbs 13, 10 says it. It's not that, and you see, where there is a senior and a junior, you can't tell the senior you are proud. I mean, how can you look at your father and say that you are proud? Do you understand? But daddy can look at you and say, you're a proud boy. Isn't it? So between the two, only one person will exhibit the signs of pride, the younger sister. But that's not even the issue. She can be proud and then do her thing and there'll be no conflict until the day that the mistake she has made she sees her younger sister making them. The pain she has gone through. She sees the younger sister making them. And then she calls the sister and says, My sister, you don't do this. You don't go there. You don't do that. And then if she has pride, she says, I'm not going to take your advice. I mean, what do, what do you mean? <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> don't come and tell me what to do here. You know? I'm my own woman. Yeah. I'm my own woman. You see, now, how does the conflict comes? It comes by her not wanting to take advice. And then the first statement justifies it. The only reason she won't take her advice is pride. So then it leads to conflict. And so to explain pride leads to conflict, you have to look at the following statement after the semicolon. Those who take advice are wise. So, by her taking advice, she would be walking in wisdom towards her senior. And then there will be no... Are you aware that David, in spite of not being liked by Saul, the Bible said he walked with, in wisdom. Like, he was wise. 
he behaved himself wisely around King Saul. What was David doing? He was avoiding conflict. So when I give you advice, I give her advice. He says, ah, please, live my life. Live my life. Hmm? You are from west, I'm from east. Live my life. Huh? You eat, you eat cow skin. I don't eat cow skin. Live my life. Huh? Then you see that we'll have conflict. And you see, you say, oh, why should you even worry? It's because I have spiritual oversight of, that's why people sit in church and they don't get it. I don't get it. Senior eight, sit. I listening. Yeah, but where there's no pride, there's no conflict. So pride leads to what? Conflict. Now, I want to first of all establish with, you know, around five, maybe 435, if you are in a place where like there are companies, you see people carrying their bags, leaving offices, leaving premises, isn't it? Um, some will be talking. You always see them in small pockets of human beings, you know, talking and all. They work in the same office. They've closed. They're leaving. Two guys, three guys, three ladies, one guy. They all, you always see them walking together. Either going to catch the bus or they're going in the same direction. You will be mistaken to think that all the workers of Zulugu Zulugu company love each other. <laughs> Zulugu Zulugu company limited. You'll be, you'll be deceived to think that they all love each other. I mean the way they've just come out they're talking, they're going to work, they're going to home and all that. You'll be surprised. You'll be mistaken to think that they all love each other. Now, that is fine because the reality is the more I interact with people in this environment and people's experiences at work, one day, although senior promised her fire at the company. Yes. And has vowed. What, what did she say to you? What did your that boss, HR, say to you? She will not over her dead body. She will not employ you. Over her dead body. This HR. When HR speaks, people shake. Over her dead body. When they, cl- I'm sure they've closed work, and the people may have seen them walking. You'd be mistaken. To, oh, they love each other, right? I'm, I'm going somewhere. So over her dead body, will she be employed? You see, the the HR's only mistake was that she could have included her spiritual authority in that equation because now when my member comes and tell me that you have said over your dead body 
you have contracted a war. Were you my member then or not? What happened to your HR boss? I came and told you, and then you told me to write her name on that piece of paper. Then I was the last person she employed, and then she resigned. You get a point now. Over her dead. Yeah, some of you don't respect anointing. Yes. The, the, what is it? This this woman will belong in this church because she has seen things some of you have not seen. Yes. Many of you are novices. Yes. She employed her and resigned. Do you understand? She did what? Okay, she made, she didn't include, she didn't factor that one in when she was speaking. Do you get it? Yes, but if she had, you see, when we say, my father, my father, my father, cover my defenseless head, that's what we're talking about. You must have somebody that covers against her, against HR, what can she do? So my father, my father, my father, cover my defenseless head. It has a deeper meaning than many of you can imagine, right? When you see her and she walks out of the office with the HR and so how are the children? You will be mistaken to think that they love each other. But at offices, at workplaces, the the the, the sheer connivance, the manipulations, the setups, the, the schemes, and the traps that workers set for each other is like in order to rise, you must step on somebody's head and then you can rise. That is the world. Thank you, Odo. That's the world. So, the world can behave in that way. But you see, I can't, I'm not even correct to say the world can behave in that way because almost all the people gathered at workplaces, they have pastors. Some are even elders, deacons, deaconesses in churches. But when they meet at the office, they suddenly turn into devils. Some people is there, they live to frustrate another person. Like, as far as I'm, as long as I'm here, you'll never be happy in this company. Or am I saying something that's not true? And they do everything to frustrate. F- and the person who go to church on Sunday. Asking for mercy. Asking for grace. Grace to come and frustrate another person. So, when you go to secular offices and places of work, you'll be deluded to think that, oh, all these people love each other. That's fine. That's fine. Let the world do what the world does best. But when you come to the church, 
This is what it ought to be. Go with me to um, the book of Philippians. Chapter 2. You can leave it at the NLT. I don't mind. Philippians 2 from the verse 1 to the verse 3. Are you here? I. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? <laughs> any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? That's a good question to ask in a place like this. <laughs> Paul is asking the church, are your hearts tender and compassionate? We know the answer. Hmm. I said we know the answer. Some of you have vowed to die with your hard hearts. Let him preach. Let him do whatever. Uh -uh. My heart, the way I, I like it the way it is. That is why the teaching has no impact on you. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Verse 2. You don't like Paul's question much. I, 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 I'm realizing you don't like those questions he was asking you. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. Put 20 choir members together. And just when people are individuals, you know, like they all, in fact, somehow, I think you operate a much peaceful church without groupings. Like Kilamutu, just come from your house. When we say choir, the whole church sings. When we say dancing and they play the music, the whole church dances. When they say film stars, I don't know what we will do then. <laughs> you will have a church without conflict. Human beings are conflicts. Yeah. Human beings are conflicts. Have you ever fought with yourself before? Until there's another human being in your space, you now start looking for conflict. So, Kilamutu, Kuja, Kanisani. And then go back. No conflict. But then say, I am forming a group called Tulips. And you are taking them and putting them in the group. You have straight away introduced conflict. 
Paul, the pastor of the Philippian church, is saying that the way to truly make me happy is by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. Something I have taught in this church for God knows how long. And those who say they are born again, they are saved, they speak in tongues, cannot agree. Listen, to even just agree to be led by one person is a problem. Like to just agree. This is the leader of the this is the leader of the ashes. Let's honor him. That's all. You know, it's amazing that this is the church we're talking about and not workers of Zulu Zulugu Zulugu Zulugu. Company Limited. It's, it's amazing. I, I mean, it's acceptable with the Zulugu Zulugu workers. But the church of Jesus Christ. You are saying Jesus Christ is in you. I am also saying he is in me. So your Jesus and my Jesus are fighting. No, I don't think your Jesus and my Jesus are fighting. Either there is a demon in me that is fighting your Jesus or there is a demon in you that is fighting my Jesus. Because this Jesus, if he's the same Jesus, ah, he cannot fight himself. <laughs> when somebody starts slapping their, their own self, scratching their own self, they are taken to the psychiatric madness. You start slapping yourself. Start beating yourself. Start scratching yourself. They know that, Charlie, another thing has entered you and is fighting you. Hmm. You get the point now? So, that's why no true father stays in the house. Your two children are fighting and you are happy with it. Some siblings fight a lot. When I was younger, my brother and I, we fought. Yeah, we fought a lot. You know? He, we, we fought a lot. Now, grown up, we can't fight. We can't fight much. We can disagree on some issues, but that's that. We don't fight. I'm talking about fight with blows. When we were younger, when we were just boys. Yes. You dish, I dish. Yes, we fought a lot. You know, and so, but now, I mean, it will be so upset to see me fighting him at this age. Do you understand? Like his children are around, my children are around. There suddenly there's a fight. <laughs> I mean, how do you even explain something like that? So one of the and you come to see that Paul was addressing the church. That's another church. And he explained why. When there's lack of maturity, there's always conflict. There's always strife. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. So, 
make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Somebody is in the two lips and they have their own mind and they have their own purpose. Is, is it not obvious to you? Hear me. You who is in a ministry group that your different mind is the problem. The, the group must have one mind. Don't ask me, why did God give me my own mind? God gave you, listen, let me, let, me, let, me, let me educate you. God gave you a brain. A mind is the immaterial consequence of the brain. That one can be shared. We cannot share brains. We can share minds. So I think in a certain way, you Think in a certain way. That way of thinking is the mind, not the brain. The mind is the, the, the offshoot from which it, the mind operates. So you can see people from a certain place and they behave in the same way. Huh? Are they sharing brains? No, they have the same mind. That's why we can admire Lighthouse because if you see the members of the church in any part of the world, they behave the same way. You have come with your caricature brain with the mind it has developed and you have said, I refuse to change my mind. Paul the apostle who wrote to third of the New Testament is saying that you must have working together with one mind and purpose. The true reason for the church not making advancement is that there are people here whose purpose and mind does not unite with the purpose and mind of the vision. Some of you are here for a husband. You find him, you go. So the pastor is thinking of church growth. The member is thinking of marriage growth. Is that not the reason why when people make progress, they disconnect? They just disappear. You think that somebody chased them from the church. You see Titus seated here at the front. Always at the front. I've seen it before. Seated at the front. Writing notes. You know, come for turning point. Hey. When I cancel turning point, some people, people who don't talk to me now talk to me. Why? Because the boy. Until the day he gets a breakthrough or something happens to alter his life, and then the person disconnects. If you're of one mind and of one purpose, 
that really will not happen. Yes. And some people, if, if you see them, you think they never sat in this church. Yeah, you see they never, you think they never sat. You think that they were not here. You think that they didn't write 20 notebooks of my teachings. Volume 1 to 20. You would think they didn't write volume 1 to 20 of teachings. It is possible to have one mind and one purpose. And let me tell you the truth. And nobody marries their enemy. Yeah? You never marry your enemy. So when people are having conflict or strife in marriage, it's simple to understand. The one mind and the purpose has changed. Somebody's purpose has suddenly changed. And that is what introduces what? Strife. Somebody, a a young woman, I watched a video and she suddenly woke up one day and said she doesn't love the husband anymore. Yeah. Said, nah. You know, they tried to advise her. He says, no. He's boring. So she started going out with a more married, but now she started going out with like a more fun brothers. And then instantly, the husband became very uh, like, and women, women are anointed that way. When women are disgusted by you, they can't hide it. Yes. A man may hide and never show you his level of disgust. That's because men have more consideration than women have. So although you disgust him, he doesn't want to hurt you. A woman, who cares? I don't like him, I don't like him. So... She shows it. I don't know what it will take for a woman to hide her displeasure. It, I, it, eight out of ten, it doesn't happen. Do, do you understand? Eight out of ten, it does, she doesn't like, she doesn't like. Yes. A man can be in a loveless marriage for long. Women can't be in loveless marriages. They got to get out. Because they feel suffocated. Yes. Men, we can breathe underwater. Women can't breathe underwater. I don't know if I'm saying something to you. Yeah. And when she reaches that level, there's no coming back. Because also, for a woman to reach there, she has like taken in so much. And then she reaches that level and then there's no turning back. If you like, go and buy a helicopter. It won't work. No, 
If you like give a gift of diamonds, it won't work. Her disgust and displeasure becomes the center of her universe. Are you listening to me? So I'm just showing you that when you see that strife, one of the married persons, purpose has changed or mind has changed. Are you listening to me? So the ma- having the same mind and having the same purpose is instrumental in so many things. You cannot be building with people whose mind and their purpose is different. Some of you, your purpose here is to make it in Nairobi. Anything that comes between you and making it in Nairobi is anti your prosperity. We're talking about purpose. One purpose. I mean, where where does my my becoming rich in Nairobi got to do with your mega church or your church growth or your missions or your missionaries or your planting churches? You see, that's where people miss it. That's where people miss it. So, a lot of you here, you are only here to make it. Yes. That's why in my experience as a pastor, I've seen people who, you know, they were hosted in houses of members here, who are seated here, sometimes for four years, sometimes for five years. And then when the person no longer needs the accommodation, they also don't need the church. You see, the purpose is accomplished. Nainda. They needed their house rent paid for a season. And you see, for that season, you think that you have the nicest church member. I said, for that period, you will be deluded to think you have the nicest church member. You think you have the most faithful church member. Loyal. Hey, loyal. I am loyal. I'm loyal. Yeah. You see, the person's purpose is, Charlie, I have to have a place in Nairobi. Yes. If I must swallow the teachings on loyalty and disloyalty for that period, so be it. Small price to pay. Mm, small price to pay. Huh? Until they no longer need the accommodation, no longer need the whatever, and then huh, bye-bye. In fact, bye-bye. They don't even say bye-bye. Huh? So, the person's purpose is different from the purpose and the mind of the church. So, you see, you're trying to build something with people whose purpose is survival. The person only wants to survive. If you tell her, go and do center, Apple, Jericho, does he add to his survival? Yes. They'll go and do it. Um, now they don't need anything. So you can't tell. That's how you know true members from false members. Now you cannot be told. Go and do it. Because Charlie, you are CEO of Zulugu, Zulugu, Zulugu. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, look for jobless 
members in your church and send them on such errands. Yes. Some people, when their survivor depended on the church, they will clean this church day and night. If you like, ask them to clean the whole day. They will clean the whole day. But right now, their survivor doesn't connect any point. They will come and say, Oh, what my Lisa? Is it correct? What my Lisa? Oh, oh. I, I woke up late. The, when the, the survivor depended on, they were never waking up late. If you like, get angry, I don't care. When their survivor depended on the church, do you get it? They were never joking with the thing. You see, that's how you know you've been used. He, he used me and dumped me. You, you have used pastors. You have used bishops. You have used apostles and prophets and dumped them. You have used churches and dumped them. Some of you, maybe the reason why someone is using and dumping you. What have you not sown? You have sown it. You cannot say amen now. Yes. Right now, yeah, I only need to change positions. My hard-working workers now, if I change positions, will become my relaxed workers. You change a, a chief of staff to a doorkeeper. That, that's all. That's all. You have changed. You have, you have changed something you shouldn't change. Yes. And I look at former chief of staffs in this church and I tell God, thank you for every decision you lead me to make. Yes. I, I always thank God. Yeah. Because if I was building on you, you were not the real stone. And your, the change of your circumstance is the proof that you are not the real stone. Because if you were the real stone, the change of your circumstance will not change and alter your commitment to the vision. It changed it. And I always thank God. Sometimes I make decisions, I have no idea why I'm making it. But then whatever it reveals later is what justifies the decisions I took. Because how you have behaved now, if the church was mega, eh? sometimes when I see Orangus fighting bishop, I put my hand behind my back. I say, hey, so even if you, when you are big, it, the battle doesn't finish. You see, all those people, some have worked with bishop 20 years, 27 years, some 30 years. You know what it is? Me, who is coming, I'm learning something you are not aware of. Those were the people who had their survivors attached to the vision. And as long as their survivor was attached to the vision, they will endure for 20 years. Because how can you be so real for 20 years and fail in your 21st year? It's not true. In me, from the word go, you were not real. That's why Shakespeare said, all is well that ends well. If it ends well, it means when you started, it was well. Some of you, you can tell where you are. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Here I am. 
trying to build a vision with a group of survivalists. Their, their best show is how to survive in the... I, there's some shows like that. They go and put them somewhere to survive. What's the, survival. <laughs> Family have thrown them into Nairobi. They are here for survival. Then you come with a vision of, you know, do the work, do the work. Time no day, time no day. For a period, they said, well, if my survival is on time no day, time, let's do time no day. Is this someone that the entire family's hope is resting on? That you are now saying, I'm sending you to go and do missions in DRC Congo. The fortune of an entire family is resting on somebody seated here. Some of you, if you die today, God forbid, your entire family has died because you are the only bright light the sight of you gives some people hope. <laughs> then you are the one who goes home and says, Daddy, I've decided to be like Apostle Raymond. Say, hey, you have decided to be like who? So you have been brainwashed. I can tell you for sure there are people who will die without reaching their full potential in Christ Jesus because of this syndrome of survival. Yeah. Because when it is, you're only on survival mode, pay attention to what I'm teaching you. Your life is about anything that pays the bill. But when you are on purpose mode, it is doing the painful things to get to where God is taking you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I know your clapping is not real. He said that the, the truth is too good for you to ignore. <laughs> yeah. It is this same survivor mode that is making our young ladies stay with men that have not married them. It is survivor mode. It is not destiny mode. It is not purpose driven. It is destiny. It is survivor mode. Yes. You see a beautiful sister. Beautiful sister. Instead of connecting to her destiny, has connected to her survival mode. And when you see the Mubaba, when Mubaba comes, look at it. What will make a girl stick with such a Mubaba? Survival. Destiny mode says, I will pay the price for the glorious future that I want. That's destiny. That's destiny. Yes. Some nice sisters, when you see them being proud to young men, you know, young brothers, you should see what they kiss. You should see the things they are kissing. They are busy kissing crocodiles. Survival. Oh, you don't want me to teach. You don't want me to teach. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, but I'm, it's too late. 
I'm already teaching. Yeah. And that's survival. You see, Esau, Esau was on survival mode. Jacob was on destiny drive. So, Esau, survival mode, he says, give me the pot of, of, of stew. Stop talking to me about birthright and, and see you, what, what. What is birthright to a man that's about to die? Survival mode. And Jacob was comfortably there. Cooking by the fire, paying the price for a man that was on survival mode to make the exchange he needed to become great and mighty. Be sure that if you are called out for destiny, one of the things you will always do is to pay the price and then wait patiently until destiny manifests. You will not be on survival mode. And the church is quiet. I've, I've touched raw nerves. Some of you right now, you think you're, you're, you're living your life. You're on survival mode. Yes. When God had plucked you into, is it right now, right now, Nothing stops many of you young girls from sleeping with men. Nothing stops you. Yes. So many of you, 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 have, you have indirectly unplugged yourselves into and plucked yourselves into survival mode. Anybody that shows up and promises you something to touch your breast is your destiny. Help her. Some people, some people don't give real testimonies. And there are some testimonies some people can never give. Well, light a light, they can never give. <laughs> they, what, you see, they know they cannot stand here and say God has answered. It's not true. Your vagina has answered. Your breast has answered. Your bum bum has answered. It's not God. It has nothing to do with God. <laughs> there are many, 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 many testimonies. I, I'm a pastor. Yeah? I, I observe some testimonies with caution. Yes, only there are many testimonies I celebrated. God has done it. God has done it. Hey, behind the testimonies. There are some tests, some people they cannot give such testimonies in church. Yeah. So some people now they just swallow the testimony. Yeah. They just swallow the testimony. Oh yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? True or not true? True. Yeah. 
So, this scripture is so crucial to the church. So, remember the Zulugu, Zulugu workers. Now, this is the church. Do you get it? So, it starts with, are your hearts tender, compassionate, make me truly happy, agree. So, as for the church, agreement is important. Working with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and purpose. As for the church, it is what? Important. Verse 3. Don't be selfish. Don't be. Don't try to impress others. When people are in survival mode, they live to impress. The Lord has been good. He sent you to my life. And I've decided to give myself to the Lord. And I'll serve him with you. Survival is talking. It's what I've seen it with my eyes before. Survival is talking. I've had people, people today who don't care about anything to do with souls, to do with center. I've had them come. He said, Apostle, send me wherever you want to send me. The same people who that they got to a place they never want to hear anything to do with. So they said, I am ready for missions, Apostle. There was a time in this church if I had sent some people on missions, they would have gone. And I thank God I never did. I thank God I never did. Because they will reach Tanzania and abandon the mission. They will reach wherever I was sending them and abandon the vision for a higher mode of survival. I said, I thank God I never sent them. Because, you see, there's a young man, you know, I started seeing his post. He's uh, under a bishop friend of mine. I started seeing his post. So I called the bishop. I said, is this not your young man? I mean, like, is he not your... Because one time he wrote something and I went and corrected and said, how can you be misleading people? I mean, where I know he's coming from, nobody should, will do that. So I called the bishop, I spoke to him. When the guy needed to leave the shores of Ghana when he was struggling, he was very humble. Oh, very humble. When the bishop goes to Ghana, he will come around. The guy even had a Muslim name. The bishop had to change and give him a name. Do passport for him and fly him. He He was ready to die in Ghana. See, when people are on survival mode, they look like they believe in your vision. Missions. (laughs) 
You, you would think you are with warriors. The guy was struggling. The bishop did everything, his papers, whatever, and flew him. Like, for, is it for him? I don't, I don't know about, many of you here, you're very comfortable um, in, you know. But our part of the world, we don't like our conditions so much. Yes. So, many young men are willing to do anything to get out of such situations. Including going through the desert to make it to Europe. And to change the course of their families, they will go through the desert. And it's not that people are not, the people are dying daily making such trips. But another son from a certain family will take that risk. You know? So, this young man now is an orangu, an enemy of the church. And that's after the bishop made sure that one of his daughters, who is a doctor, married him. So now he's, would he have found a doctor to marry where he was coming from? Mba, to a survivor. Survivor put him in a plane. Survivor flew him there. Survivor, he was in, in fact, when I went to that country. He was the one of the young men who came to pick me. Today, he, he writes against the church and has all sorts of things to say. You see, why weren't you saying those things when you were on survivor mode? You see, that, that it cost the bishop one of his. Yeah? So sometimes when you see us pastors, careful who marries who is because some of you your survival is connected to who you marry in the church and once one pastor I had he saw he was he came to me when he was on survival mode oh man he should have heard the things he said to me he said apostle for four years was it two years was it two years he said for two years I've never stepped foot in any church. I was waiting for a man of God like you to come. Two years, yes. He said he never stepped foot in any church. But he said, now that my church has come, the Holy Spirit has led him to come and be one of the pastors in the church. I said, wow, I'm already getting pastors. Then when we had that discussion, I can remember vividly. Then he says, but man of God, as I work for the Lord, there's, there's the issue of my house rent. So now he has finished the direction for the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Now he's talking about what do you think was the main thing? It was the survival. So I said, no problem. I'll pay your house rent. There are some people in this church today who are so arrogant 
Once upon a time, I have paid their house rent. I, I said, no problem. Let's, let's, let's do. I mean, work for the Lord. I'm working for the Lord. Charlie. No, you see, only one person was working for the Lord. One was there for survival. So every month, upon paying huge church rent, I also have to make sure his house rent was paid. And this person whose house rent I was paying had better suits than me, the senior pastor. Hey! Shine, shine suits! Shine, shine shoes! What's that? Well, when he came to the church, he started leading, he would teach, and all that. One service, and you see, to get us to meet the church responsibilities, we're doing morning glory, lunch hour, and evening revivals. Do you know the service he'd never like coming to? Morning glory. Anytime it was his time to do morning glory, around 5, 5.15, my administrator will get a message. One excuse today. The next time, and then he wouldn't show up for the other days as well. You see, so I was just to work and pay his house rent so that he can have good morning sleeps as I wake up every morning doing morning glory to pay whose house rent? Mr. Survivor. And he's, he, he didn't end there. He now descended into the church and he started looking for you know, he started sniffing, you know. He sniffed around the pastoral board. You know, he sniffed. He told one of my pastors, you know, I can be stepfather to your children. Yes. He was, the guy was on full survivor mode. And then he sniffed, sniffed, sniffed. He used to go and sit in one sister's shop who sells mutumba. He checked, Charlie, it won't support the survival vision. You know? And then as you're sniffing, Apple, uh, 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 the shop was around the uh, Jamia Mosque, that side, yes. From Moy Avenue to that side was in far, you know. Sometimes when it was time for morning glory, he would go to the sister's shop or leave his Bible and go to the shop. Do you understand? Like the pastor, he was looking for then one of his sniffings worked out and he sniffed out a bank worker in the church. A bank working sister who also was desperate for money. Yeah, th- those of you sisters who are desperate and you make desperate decisions, huh? you see, the thing is you are not desperate. If it's sex, you're already having sex. You can't be desperate. Let's tell the truth to ourselves. This sister works at the bank. And then once the brother, the pastor showed age. She was in a very elevated mood. You know? Oh, after they got together, as for the 
morning glory, forget the pastor will not even come. He used to appear once, but now it was not one of the services he wanted to attend. Pastor! Then, I used to have Kesha. And that sister will never miss Kesha. In fact, the other day, her friend who brought her to the church, you know, came to our church page to ask where the church is. I didn't even, I, I, I no go reply. So, the sister at the bank took a loan and bought Toyota Wish for the pastor. When he got the Toyota Wish, less than two weeks or three weeks after, in fact, less than two weeks, he also left the church with the sister. Yes. The survival has come to an end. What are we doing here? I mean, what are we doing here? The survival has ended. It ended more than we can imagine. Toyota Wish. At that time, the car that was in vogue was Toyota Wish. The year Toyota Wish came to Kenya is... And he wished the sister away and all that. Yes. And I can tell you, it never resulted in marriage. But I have lost that. I lost that member. It never resulted. They went off to do what I... Today I, I hear him preaching some gospel. Anyway, let me not go there. Am I not teaching something that I'm teaching what is real? You see, I'm teaching from experience. Yeah, you may think, oh, he's too much. Oh, so when he got the Toyota, which should he continue to have? No, he should have buried himself. Don't ask me such a question. <laughs> yeah. One time he was looking for a house with the sister from the church, and they entered Elvina's territory to look for. When he is, mm, it won't work here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And some of you sisters, when, or brothers, when they are carrying you away, you don't, you don't know the pain they have prepared for you. That's the more reason they don't want to be around people that they have to answer for, for how they treat you. That's why they will carry you away, disconnect you from your family, don't talk to anybody, don't talk. It's, I love you now. Who told you that love is enough? Some of you feel when you're in love, then nobody from your family should know. Huh? You shouldn't talk to anybody. Yeah, the guy says, I'm your world now. Which world? There's no world. There's no world. Even your own siblings, why are you talking to? What, what's your sister asking for? Hmm? Hmm? Your sister said what? Come on. I know you don't agree because some of you, you're already in such situations. But I can tell you, it always ends in tears. It ends in tears. Anyone who loves you and is true love will not separate you from your family. Yeah? They won't even separate you from your church because if they take you far away, you see, and you are crying, you cry alone. 
So, people who are on survival mode, they always impress. Hey, I knew people, I thought this space was, has their, a title deed with their name on it. They will never, they, I will never beat them to come in here. <laughs> like they have the access to heaven. Yes. Oh, you are not understanding my message. Don't you just pretend you are not understanding. It's fine. Yes. There are people I knew that forever their lives was around the church. Today, they will even come to church late. Yes. Even on Sundays. I said I shouldn't teach it. You see, you, you think that it's nothing. But it is everything. A believer should not be selfish and don't try to impress others. You don't mean it. Don't show that side. You don't mean it. It's not real. You don't show it. Then he says, be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. What does verse 4 say? Yeah. Don't look out only for your own interests. It's it's in the Bible now. Yes. You are here looking for your own interest. That's why the church interest doesn't bother you. Because you are obsessed with your own interest. Now, there's nobody to recognize you for whether you win souls or not. Is that not why? Even if I teach, you see, that is the reason I'm teaching on fruitfulness. Eh? Because I want every time I'm teaching on fruitfulness, I want you to resist it. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, now there's nobody. You see, when there was a center and you were trying to impress, you had some pseudo pseudo outreaches. I need to, I'm, listen, I'm a leader. That's, this is what I've done all my life. Why am I teaching? I would, t- yeah, listen, that message will finish December. In fact, if, if March. <laughs> Just so you know. Because I want your resistance to be there. So this is what will happen. As I'm teaching it, you're resisting. Teaching it, you're resisting. One of us will get tired. So now whatever becomes the product of the teaching is a real thing. I mean, I know you have been looking at me. This one has been teaching on fruitful then. This side is not full. Who told you I'm teaching of so that this side will be full? So that this side. Have you not seen me teaching when here is empty and here is empty and here is empty? Have you not seen me teaching? It's because the teaching will bear fruit. What I'm doing is this time around, whatever becomes it's out, the product of it will be real. Not a group of people who gathered a bunch of people to impress pastoral board. No. So when my Eric picks one soul and wins, I know is real. He too, the soul will be as stabilized as he is also in the church. It will be real. Yeah. 
Nobody is teaching to fill spaces. It has been filled before. Where are they now? You should see them Saturday, Saturday night trying to impress. Hello, Mommy Lisa. I'm bringing 25 people. Where are they now? <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Yes. <laughs> they said the definition of madness is doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result. Yeah. I'm not mad. Since when God, I had peace of mind to do or take the decision I had to take. I've not had like Saturday wahales, you know. Hey, or then Sunday morning full of acrimony. Hey, I'm very, I'm very, very blessed. I'm very, I, like I'm blessed. Hey, I'm blessed. I'm, right now, I'm just putting seeds into the ground. Yeah, believing God that the seeds will germinate. That's all. I'm doing. Huh? Even when I teach and I mention former shepherds, it's still part of my seeds I'm putting into the ground. Huh? Huh? When people's own interests. Yeah. I mean, there are, let's say, hundred of us here. What makes you think your interest? Is far more important than the collective interest of the church. So now you see, that is selfishness. So he describes it before. Don't be selfish. Because if you were not selfish, some of you, you care a little about the church the way the pastors care for you. But Charlie, we already know you are selfish. (laughs) Ah. Yourself is Charlie. We already know. You think about you, and when you want to think, you think about you, and when you don't want to think, you think about you, and when you are not in the mood of thinking, you're still thinking about you. Yeah? You don't think about anybody else. Huh? If I had sons who thought about me, they will ask themselves this man's labor and our response is it, is it fair? But they don't. Who cares whether the pastor is happy or not? Remember, Paul said, make me truly happy. Who cares if the pastor is happy or not? No, somebody is here and they say, make me happy. Apostle, you, God sent you here so that you make me happy. <laughs> and as long as I can make them happy, that's it. Who cares about the pastor's happiness? Paul says, make me truly happy. So there's a point a pastor must be made happy. I don't know if you understand. Yes. Make me happy. Apostle doesn't make me happy with this. <laughs> you see that you, 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 you're, you're, you're off looking for happiness in another place. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make me happy these days. Yeah. Give me verse 3 in King James. Are you here? Don't be self. Okay, so I, I like the parallel version. 
if it's something you can be doing, please be doing it for us. Make me happy. <laughs> now, the King James says, let nothing be done through what? Strife or vain glory. Hmm. Now that I've read King James, I can give you another example. <laughs> the people who went in charge cleans, for example, this church. When they are in charge and cleaning, like right now, the people in charge, Odor and whoever, you hear them complain, oh, Yakundi doesn't come to clean. Mandela doesn't come to clean. Winnie doesn't even pass by. Then, I've removed Odor, removed whoever, and I've put Emily there, and I've put Gohan there. Then the Emily will start. Hmm. Tatos doesn't even come to clean. Hmm. I did a cleaning alone the other day. It, the people who are very faithful is myself and Gohan. So, <laughs> so, Has it not dawned on you when you were complaining about others that you have become worse than the people you were complaining about? The reason was because you were doing it for vain glory. Survivor. That's why me, I think God should give Workers, I mean people who are working in the bank, who are working in certain places to the church. I want bank workers to clean the toilet. I want, as for these survivor mode people, it's never forever. The church can still say amen, you know. <laughs> Do you understand? When you, you take on survivor mode, hmm. you'll be deceived that you have the best workers. Now lie. Yeah. Because the moment they come to the end of survivor mode, whatever they were doing also comes to an end. They move on to bigger things. You stay with your small vision of Mega church. When they even hear you say mega church now, they laugh at you. Mega is not mega in. They even laugh at you now. They, they sit down and they, in their heart, if God shows you what is in the heart of people, in their heart, they are like, let's see how this one will go about. Yeah. But I want you to know that you are not God. Yeah. You are not God. You are but man. You are not spirit. You are but flesh. And if the builder of the church is Jesus, with or without you, he will still build his church. Make Una know they carry body up, but make Una treat each other like Una self. Instead, Una they do waiting Una like. Because of these things, we, 
we where una go gain so that una go feed boast. <laughs> you didn't understand any of those things. <laughs> una go where? <laughs> Yeah. If they do what thing go, go go make you go gain. Now they do. Yeah. Then when you gain, you go down the boast. <laughs> we are not done with the strife. Oh. oh, we are not. We are not at all. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Yeah. A language we don't have in the church. So before we close tonight, go with me to Galatians 5. The verse 21. Galatians 5, 21. The Bible says, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Do you know revelings? Do you know revelings? Yes, those who like parties. Hmm? Revelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you like partings. And such like. So, there are many others. He says, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Of God. Amen? Yeah? So, there are things that when done, it doesn't look like envies. Like envies. Do you get it? Envies. Because one of the source of conflict in the church is envy. When I promote Elvina, how? I'm a very good man. Ha! Huh? God has never sent a finer man than the man of God. Then when I demote her and I promote Mandela, I'm a bad man. Envy. 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 And there are people when I like them, I truly genuinely like them. I'm not saying I'm anybody, but I truly genuinely like them. Hey, there were people I gave them names. Have you, have you been given a name before? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I'm about to enter trouble. That's when you know the Holy Spirit has left. <laughs> Rise up on your feet. <laughs> Are you learning something?
I want you to pray shortly that God will give you the spirit that embraces the vision, the mission, the purpose of God planting this church. Of God even making your path to cross with this commission. Lord, give me that spirit that embraces your vision. That accepts your purpose over our lives as a people. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Lift your voice and pray. Yanda zungra hazanda gabarabaraba. Yada maranda ramasinda Grato parada sanda ramaskenda rabaha. Blelende ngrezunde dibiribiri atapariadaha. Raborianda namaskanda zuakapaya. Indu dadabaradadabadaba. Hindu dada bara 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 bara. Sumbra koskadariyabaha. Give us spirit, O oh God, that fits into the vision, that embraces the vision. Lobodo lomo sumpariyadarabaha. Imbre do sonna namandaraba. Lenkomparios kobrahadia. Ilende menende de bende de basidu zuzu Ze bazu za bazada zaba Ze bazu zande blazua azinde Glatoka karia da kapa Ekladuni miria doromo sonna da bahaya Ingere gerere basimla haskumada Liguda barato sende rebe Feel our hearts oh God with divine purpose in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus karo de rebele kedere berebere bahai zua azina gozanda galabarabaraba peredo shantaguri adega rengra zua pariederiaba thank you lord thank you lord father i give you praise I give you glory. Thank you that your word has come forth. May our eyes be open, Lord. May our hearts be open, Lord. May we see, O oh God, that we've been placed here, placed here for a purpose higher than superficial and mundane things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you're nurturing your church in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, 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 amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.